Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. My name is Steve. Joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, the Hannah Martin. Hannah, how are you doing this week? I'm great. I'm feeling refreshed. Yes. We had a nice uh, break from this. Yeah, glad to be back. We're back, baby. Yeah, happy holidays, everyone. Absolutely. I know you missed us terribly, but we're back (laughs) after a long Thanksgiving break. So the movie that we are watching or that we watched this week was Firebirds from 1990, I believe it was. 1990. Yep. And just very brief overview. It was a movie about an Apache helicopter pilot, basically. It's Top Gun with helicopters. It's Top Gun. It's basically Top Gun, but way worse and with helicopters. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is actually available on YouTube, so hopefully we can try to find some clips i'm gonna do some editing tonight and oh we'll, hell yeah we are put some clips in here because it's a little bit easier when you can find a movie like this on youtube so mm-hmm. that's the very brief overview do you have the ratings there Ooh, hold on well i'll spoil it right now for those listening this movie got a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes which is far and away the worst rating we've seen so far on rotten tomatoes i think so there's that. The IMDb rating was low, but I don't think it was the lowest if you have those numbers. Yeah, 4.8 out of 10 IMDb, 10% Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so other than Never on Tuesday, it's the lowest ranked <laughs> movie on IMDb that we've seen so far. Never on Tuesday was a 4.6. And then the next lowest rating that has a rating on, on Rotten Tomatoes was Racing with the Moon with a 60. So it mm. goes from 10 to 60 for these movies. I didn't think it was worth i don't i didn't think it was worth a 10 no i i agree with you i i don't think that it wasn't I, great but no. it wasn't offensive like some of the movies we've oh my seen. god never on tuesday <laughs> is worse than this for sure time to kill is worse oh my god, time to kill is the worst so is the boy in blue but yeah i don't think it really deserves a 10 but no. you know we'll get into the movie in a, in a moment but hannah always starts off our podcast by reading a little bit of a background information about the movie or mm-hmm. about where nick is in his life or how he got the role so what do you got this week i don't recall if i've referred to this specific article yet is this the first movie that's 1990 or was the last one no, also 90 last week or, or last episode was 1990 as well this might be the first time i'm referring to this okay. article then so it's from the washington post And he is being interviewed on a few of the movies that he's done recently. I think they mentioned Vampire's Kiss and Wild at Heart in this. Mm. But they don't mention Time to Kill or (laughs) Never on Tuesday just because they were smaller and and terrible. (laughs) But he does mention Firebirds in this. Okay. And he's talking about the characters that he's played in the past. And he's saying that they're always a little bit absurd and a little bit extreme. Mm-hmm. But he decided to take a stab at a normal character playing the military hero in Firebirds, which came out earlier this year, 1990. Okay. It's been the most commercial film he's made yet. And we think it's commercial because it's oh. literally a commercial for the Apache helicopter. Yeah, it really is just a long commercial for the Apache helicopter. <laughs> so I think maybe in the first episode of this podcast, we talk mm-hmm. about how... The reason that this man has made so many movies is because a little bit later in his career, he ran into some financial issues. Yeah. This is the first time where we're seeing this come up. Really? Mm-hmm. How so? So he says, I bought this house earlier this year, <laughs> and I got really over my head, and I realized I was in serious need of some money. Oh, it begins, Han. 1990, it starts. This is like a rebirth for us. Yeah. Yeah. 
This, so, is very, this is exciting. So he says, I wasn't being true to my instincts in terms of choosing weird, odd, strange characters, but I felt like I wanted to do a role which was this straight American character, and mm. it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> he said, as I began making the movie, I realized that there were things about what the character was doing that were kind of insane, this passionate need to blow things up. And I started to play it like he had a few problems. I don't think that went over too well with the producers in the movie. Huh. Well, go fucking figure. This is this happens to Nick every movie. Every movie he's like, uh, you know, I didn't really see eye to eye creatively with either the director, or the producer, or the co-stars. Right. Like, or he's given a seemingly normal character and then just feels like he needs to add some weirdness to him. Like Never on Tuesday. Like that Never on Tuesday. A it's a short he... episode, so go back and listen to our, <laughs> our episode on Never on Tuesday. So yeah, I couldn't find anything that the producers said mm. about it, mm-hmm. but this was the only article that I could find. And okay. I, I mean... I thought it was pretty great that this is really the first time that we're seeing him in any type of financial duress and feels desperate enough to take a role like this. Absolutely. So, yeah. So this is this is quintessential Nick Cage losing a bunch of money so that he has to take weird roles. Unfortunately, or more th- commercial roles, right? Not weird roles, right? So because the last couple movies he's made, he's kind of just <clears throat> done because he wanted to, like Vampire's Kiss, which yes. he made right after Moonstruck, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Whew, which was another commercial success so he, he came off of a commercial success and thought uh, i can't handle this much of this type of movie so i need to do something weird again to stay true to my roots so here it's a, it's a bit of a cycle with him oh boy oh boy well if that's what you've got about this movie yeah uh, that's pretty much it that's that's great other than that every review is like this is top gun but shittier <laughs> and with the helicopters instead of fighter jets it really is you know i've actually never seen top gun have really? you really yeah yeah i've seen it yeah but so there's a i mean i've seen clips like i've seen the volleyball scene yeah. and you know i haven't Tom seen Cruise it for a long time i was probably like 10 when i saw it gotcha all right well let's get into this top gun for helicopters firebirds from 1990 and so the movie opens in kind of a weird way, if you recall. So there's yes. come there, there's a scenes of the helicopters coming over a sunset, and then it goes to black, and there's a long quote from George W. George H. H. W. Bush, Bush. president and, at the time, right? And it says, "I wrote it down." Quote: Our message to the drug cartels is this: the rules have changed. We will help any government that wants our help. When requested, we will, for the first time, make available the appropriate resources of America's armed forces. America! Like, this movie immediately just screams that. America! America. America. (laughs) So, we see... The first time we see Nick Cage, it's actually right in the beginning. So, I think as Hannah referenced, he is one of, if not the star of this movie, alongside Tommy Lee Jones. And a woman who I can't recall her name. I don't remember. Sean something. Sean something. I don't remember her name either, but I reckon, I didn't recognize her immediately, but I recognize her work from uh, Ace Ventura. She is uh, Lois Einhorn in Ace Ventura. So never she's Dan Finkel becomes Lois Einhorn. It's very funny. You've never seen Ace Ventura? No. Oh, man. We got to watch Ace Ventura. Pet Detective? Together. Pet Detective. No, yeah. I've never seen that. What? No, you say that like, oh, who would watch that movie? It's a brilliant movie. It's very funny. Um, I'm a bit too highbrow for that. I'd rather watch a Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we'll watch every Jim Carrey movie next. Jesus. <laughs> no, we're never doing we're this doing type this of thing again. again. No. So the first time we see Nicolas Cage is he's kind of going back and forth. He's in a briefing room 
in what we assume is the Pentagon because all uh, the of- only reason what was the cue there, Steve? Was it the fact that the conference table was literally shaped like a Pentagon? <laughs> Everything was shaped like a Pentagon. It was like the screens were shaped like Pentagons. People's hats were shaped. No, they weren't. It was just like the, table, the coasters but- on the table yeah. for Pentagon. <laughs> yeah. They just love five sided shapes over there. <laughs> So he's kind of flashing back and recounting a story of of his other helicopter buddies, pilots that went down. They were shot down by some... Drug cartel dude. Yeah, he's like a drug cartel dude, but he's like a hired hitman, like an international hired hitman. I had to write down... We watched like three quarters of this movie, and I had to think and write down again... Remember, Steve, I wrote this down. Remember, Steve, there's a bad guy in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, because that's the whole movie is basically Nick Cage trying to train up to take down this take guy, down the guy. Yeah. who took down his buddies in the other helicopter. To avenge the fallen. Avenge the fallen. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The, the rules have changed. We will help any government that wants our help. <laughs> so when they're flashing back in the briefing room, we find out that Nick's call name is Snake 2, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And there's just so many explosions in the air. I was like, is this a Michael Bay movie? So it really was like helicopter and explosion porn. Was This whole movie was just, oh, if you love helicopters, if you love explosions, this movie's pretty good. It's Top Gun with helicopters. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So he does have a pretty good scream right in the beginning. He's screaming out at his friend that went down, Dobbs. He's like, (laughs) and in this movie, he really does lean into his Nick Cage voice. It's very... Uh, well, we were go- we were coming around the river, and and the helicopter went down. Like it's really that raspy yep. Nick Cagey voice. This is like the third or fourth movie as well that he's like narrating a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly, and he narrates a lot, especially in the beginning and at mm-hmm. the end. And so he's telling the this panel of folks sitting around a pentagonal shaped (laughs) office and as he's recounting the story the camera does this a couple of times but it really zooms in close on his face and he's just like we need to get revenge and he's just (laughs) delivering the worst performance we've seen in a long time just oh just like he's reading off cue cards because he didn't care about this movie did it to pay off his house (laughs) that's true that is true so he leaves the room and he's sitting out in the hallway but I guess the Pentagon doesn't have soundproof rooms because <laughs> he can just hear Not everything. Not in the 90s. <laughs> no. Like, they're just talking about him and he can fully hear it. He's just sitting there, which was kind of odd, I guess. So then He was the- sitting there on a bench, like, yeah. outside of, like, a principal's office. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, the kid goes in and talks to the principal and then his mom shows up and then the kid's sitting on the bench outside the office door and he can hear his mom and the principal yelling at each other. Yeah. That's essentially what this was. Yeah. So they are walking through the hallway, him and one of his commanding officers, and the commanding officer's like, you know what you need is Apache helicopter training. And Nick's like, oh, I think that would do the trick, sir. <laughs> Something along those lines. I don't Wrench know. the fallen. And everybody's just talking at each other. Nobody's acting in this movie, at least not until we see Tommy Lee Jones. But so they get to this fort base. I think it was Fort Mitchell, just like it says Fort Mitchell. Arizona, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's home of the Apache helicopters. So that's where he's going to get his training. And that's where Tommy Lee Jones is. And he's training this whole new class of helicopter pilots. So he's about to get his first ride in an Apache helicopter with Tommy Lee Jones. And he puts on this giant helmet, which... It looks like a... Oh, like a it looks like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Oh, Look yeah. up a picture of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. They've got... It's... Because it only covers just, like, the... 
top of the head. It doesn't really go down to the well past the forehead. Yeah, yeah, and it does have sides to it, but it doesn't like the sides are a lot thinner than the top. It's almost like bowl shaped. Yeah, yeah, like, like dome a shaped. Sock yeah. robot. Let me show you a picture. All right. Apparently, they're ingrained in my memory. Yeah, I never really played. I never really played with Rock'em Sock'em robots. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so. He's got this kind of funny helmet on and Hannah just goes, oh, dat helmet when we're watching the movie. And and so he's getting a kind of a his first pass at, at the Apache helicopter training and he's being flown around by Tommy Lee Jones. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, what's the first thing you do, son? It, Tommy Lee Jones plays the same character in every movie. He's a grizzled Agreed. old soldier or who's cop. jaded. Yeah, he's just a little jaded and he talks fast and he's got a bit of a southern draw. He's just... Is the same thing in every movie, but he's he does it. Works it, for him. it works for him, and and he does a, a pretty decent performance throughout this movie, I think. But and he's like, "What's the first thing you do, son?" And Nick's like, "Gee, is this a quiz, sir?" And I thought that was kind of a funny line, but so this is the first scene where Nick or Nick Cage and Timing Lee Jones are like, "Look at the turning radius you can do on this great helicopter! Oh my God, it turns so fast on a dime! Look, it's just a quick." push of a button and you can send your signals to the tower and it's just like for the low low cost of $13.99 billion Billion (laughs) your small government can afford one of these helicopters today (laughs) that's basically what this first scene was with the helicopters so he's in the helicopter he's in the apache and he's really like chewing gum he chews gum a lot in this movie Strawberry gum. Strawberry gum. But it does the thing again where it zooms in on his face slowly and he just blows the like a limp little bubble gum. L- blows a little bubble. And he's in Nick Cage is in the helicopter and he's just like Yeah. And like he's totally turned on by these choppers. And he comes out of the helicopter and goes, That was totally cool. So another good yell. But there's a much better one coming mm-hmm. up soon. A few. So he's back they're back in the airfield, they land and that's where Nick Cage runs into the chick from Ace Ventura. And we find out later that they had had a relationship together in the past, but they're not together anymore. Which It's like, why do we need this relationship in here? But it was a pretty stupid, bad relationship in my opinion. But we'll get into that momentarily. So then it's Tommy Lee Jones's birthday. And he's like, I'm getting old. I'm 40. This movie was... Looking back, this movie was very boring. But... They're singing He's a Jolly Good Fellow because that was back before they could get the rights to the Happy Birthday song. Nick Cage is the only one still in uniform at this party. <laughs> if you remember. Yes. So yeah, they're at the party and and he runs into the girl and he keeps asking the girl out and the girl's like, no, boring, who cares, move on. So now they're in the flight simulator and this is probably one of the best screams in the movie. So they're in the flight simulator and it's really like PlayStation 1 type of graphics, really like you said Minecraft, but it's even worse than Minecraft. And so he's being trained, so there's two seats and he's being trained to be the flyer and his Which buddy. Which is behind. Right, yeah. That's that's kind of how it is for most planes, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And then the gunner is in the front. Hmm. Yeah. So he's being trained and he's got this monocle that pops up for when he needs to fly. On the right side of his mm-hmm. head. And so this is where he pulls out a piece of gum and he looks at the camera and he's like, Want some strawberry gum, Breaker? Little? How about you? Strawberry gum? It's delicious. He says specifically strawberry, strawberry gum. gum. <laughs> and he, again, he... I tried to in. look up to see if that was his own insertion into the... Ah, uh, I feel like it probably it, was. I feel like it was. But again, like the camera zoomed in on him. <laughs> the camera zooms in like close on his face. 
It's when so he's specific. Like, yeah. He could just be like, do you want a piece of, of gum? gum? Right. Strawberry or gum. bubble gum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Strawberry I, gum. Nope. Yep. So he's flying around and he's doing great and he starts screaming, I am the greatest. He says it seven <laughs> times in a row. Then we'll cut in this, this whole scene is great, but we'll cut in where he goes like, Cook him, grab him, squeeze him, fly him, and then like he just rattled. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> twist it, pull it. <laughs> yeah, we were just sitting next to each other doing the bop it, like bop it, twist it, pull it, squeeze it. And then he screams. I'll go bye-bye. I'll go bye-bye. I think that's how he did <laughs> it. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So we'll put the clip in there too. But So then he goes after that. Or, or no, so then he has to do this thing where he has to look through one eye. His, yeah. And navigate with the um, other eye. Because I, I think it's for when they're flying in the dark. No, I think it's more like one eye is radar and the other eye is... I thought it was the dark because they, they blacked out all the windows and stuff. I thought that was just a training Yeah, a way and for then him he to wasn't train. able to... And so that was a way for him to train to fly in the dark, but we see very early on that because he can't focus with his one eye, he's unable to do that specific training exercise. Yeah. And then later, it is light around him, but he still has to focus with that one eye, the monocle thing on the right side. Yeah. And... He's I thought that unable was to do so because I was like that side was like a thermal or something. It is, and that's why obviously in the dark that's helpful. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, but if we are making a commercial for Apache helicopters and someone out there is listening that wants to purchase one for their small government, we need to get these facts correct. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's where they would come first. What they would come here to this podcast to this podcast, yeah, right? Absolutely. If you're a small government and you are looking to purchase a helicopter, DM me on on Instagram. You're gonna find out that they were portrayed in this movie Firebirds from 1990 that starred an American actor. Yeah, and then you're going to look that up on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna find this podcast and listen to it. I think that makes sense logically. Right, <laughs> <laughs> adds up to me. <laughs> So uh, he ends up, because he can't focus on that monocle thing, he ends up failing and he gets kind of upset and he goes to like the helicopter hangar and he's looking for the chick and he's just there for a second and leaves, finds out she's in the laundry room. And so he slides into the laundry room and that's where we find out they used to have a relationship. There's no chemistry between these two. Absolutely none. And and there was somebody tweeted or something about the girl in this scene. She's wearing this really loose sports bra. And she's wearing like It's the meanest thing I've read. It's really it was really so mean. It was crude. It was a mean tweet, but you know, by today's standards, she doesn't look good in this scene, this girl. No. But it it is funny. But anyway. So then, not because she's out of shape or anything. No, it's just it's like just, the way that the way her she's chest dressed. looks in the sports bra. Yeah, and it's the way she's <laughs> dressed and and her hair is kind of yeah, you know, it's again, pretty by, bad. T- by today's standards, it doesn't work. But it's pretty bad. Yeah. So the next time we see Nick is Tommy Lee Jones is he's feeling bad about getting older, so he's out for a morning jog and he's kind of struggling, and Nick Cage just runs past him. Then he's in a training classroom getting taught by Tommy Lee Jones again. Then they're 
I don't know how many movies they do this, but they go to a club and it's the most that stereotypically time whatever that whatever, era is exactly like whatever I, year it is exactly you're like oh i know i know what year it is exactly like he was in a club in peggy sue and you were like "Ugh, it's the most 50s thing you've yeah. ever seen and then he was in a club in like valley girl and it was the most 80s thing you've ever yeah, seen yeah. and this is the most 90s thing you've ever seen it's what did you call it you called it a metal funk cover of <laughs> was, chain of fools yes. and it was like a metal co- punk cover and then they do this thing in every scene and every club scene is there's a guy dancing with his girl and nick goes over and just like starts a fight with him and they have a fight in this a 90s club over a girl i wrote down eyebrows do you know why? I have no idea. Oh, so he's talking to the girl and he like quickly raises his eyebrows like, hey, hey, let's get back together. But still no chemistry between these two. No, no, absolutely none. And she's still denying him and she's still being like, no, you haven't changed a bit. I don't want you to but fight not over passionately. me. No, she's very passive <laughs> she's, and apathetic. <laughs> she's doing this. She's hold, like somebody's holding up a cue card. <laughs> she might she's as well like, just be no, reading it. No, Nick, I'm not interested. Yeah, we've been through this. Mm-hmm. No, no. Again, nobody's no, acting. No one cares. No one cares to be in this movie. Everyone's just trying to pay off their debts. Yeah, unless they're in a scene with Tommy Lee Jones, because I feel like he's the only real decent actor in this movie. <laughs> real actor. Yeah, the, nobody's acting. They're just saying words. So let's see, where were we? So yeah, so she's denying him and then they're back in the hangar and they're being paired up with some of the more senior officers. The new guys are being paired up with the senior officers. So he gets paired with the girl who's in kind of like the lead helicopter. She's going to go scouting not an or Apache. something. She doesn't right. drive Apache. She does not fly an Apache, but she's off like being the lead or something. So now they're in the helicopter and she's leading the way. And <laughs> this is the scene that we were oh like, my oh God. my God, this commercial for Apache helicopter. They're like, I really like flying this helicopter. And she's like, yeah, well, you know what? It's got really good functionality. And, and a turning radius. It's got and a re- the- <laughs> yeah. You see that little lever on your left? That could be easily used to turn on your radar and stuff. <laughs> it's like... It's like, look over there. See how quiet this helicopter is? It's got great maneuverability. And she's doing this because the whole time Nick Cage is flirting with her from his helicopter. Like yes. they have whatever headphones on that they're, you know, yeah, radio they're communicating. Yeah. communicator that they're able to talk back and forth. And he's flirting with her. He's like, well, why don't you just go out with me? And she's like, see this lever right here? It allows me to go at full-fledged capacity. And he's <laughs> and then he'll go like, I'll give you full-fledged capacity if you pull my lever. Like he's being yeah, really dirty really with it. really dirty. <laughs> and, and she's like, you know, with the maneuverability of the Apache helicopter, you can easily put yourself on top of your enemy. And, and he's, he's like, he's like, I'll go on top. He's like, I thought you liked being on top. I'll be on top though and stuff like that so he's being a total creep about it then we see Nick again he's in the gym in the boxing gym oh yeah and horrible uh, form by uh, the way eh, well uh, that's true you, you've done some boxing box. yeah yeah so he's got horrible form apparently <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's gonna break his hand the way that mm. his um his lead hand his mm. cross was fine but his lead was a little bit it looked like his wrist was about to snap <laughs> that's great i love these little details <laughs> stuff where it's like he clearly doesn't care <laughs> but so they're boxing he's boxing like just hitting the bag and tommy lee jones comes up and he's like i think he might even say you've got some poor form kid or something like that it, because tommy lee jones used to be a great boxer i guess 
And so they're army men. Yeah. So they have kind of a, they do a little bit of sparring and this was the scene where I was like, oh, this is really Top Gun because they play some cheesy music and it's basically like the volleyball scene, but it's not nearly as homoerotic. It's just the two of them and they're just boxing. And then eventually Nick Cage puts Tommy Lee Jones on the ground and Tommy Lee Jones (laughs) wakes wakes up the next morning (laughs) and we're like, oh, did he dream that? This is like his nightmare. (laughs) And no, it actually happened because he's like struggling to get up and he's got a black eye and stuff. Uh, that was and a hunchback weird. yeah and he's hunched over <laughs> and then somebody else on twitter or something when we were looking up this movie said tommy lee, lee jones has three young kids and there's, oh, yeah there's no toys in the house there's nothing <laughs> there's like sharp objects everywhere and stuff like that too yeah. they're on base they move a lot that's true i guess still so it's the next morning or whatever i guess tommy lee jones got knocked out so he, he's on his way back to the base for more training and Nick Cage is getting ready for the morning and he's doing like really high knees up the stairs and like sunglasses and stuff. He looks good. That's funny. And then so they're in training class and and again, they're talking about the bad guy. I was like, oh, right, there's a bad guy. So we're like three quarters <laughs> of the way through. I'm like, all oh, right, they're doing this for a reason. I totally forgot. Right. This isn't just a commercial. It's not a plot hole. It's just no. not mentioned very often. Exactly. Exactly. And they're showing pictures of the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but like they're close up pictures. Yeah. And it's like, how are you getting these pictures? Of him in the helicopter. Yeah, they've got pictures of him in the helicopter. They've got pictures of just his eyes that they show. They have a picture of him, like, shooting someone else. So it's like, so whoever's taking this photo wouldn't interfere. Right, you could intervene and stop an international terrorist. (laughs) Idiots. But But also, like, the cartel only has this one guy in a helicopter. (laughs) <laughs> like that's yeah, all they have <laughs> right like I there's get... some fighter jets at the end but they're not really a threat it's like other than them yeah the cartel has this one guy in one helicopter yeah <laughs> it... yeah i don't know it doesn't make a lot of sense like where the villains are coming from i guess but or the cartel is why why they chose to have so many helicopter pilots or the one worst best helicopter pilot in the world so they have all these photos and it flashes quickly to nick cage he's back at the bar the club or whatever and he's just drinking a beer and he's having flashbacks to his buddy dobbs from the beginning of the movie Mm. and then he's goes back in the apache and what he has to do now to advance his training or to train in the dark like you were saying is they put him in what they call the bag which is he can't see out so he's got to rely on like looking at one thing through one eye and another thing through another eye and so he gets in the Apache helicopter and it goes, it's very dark. And he's struggling and he's sweaty. And Tommy Lee Jones is, you know, training him in the, in the quote unquote bag. And they're about to run into a, a mountain in the helicopter. And Tommy Jones is like, do you see that helicopter? I really don't want to hit it. Do you see it? I don't want to hit it. And it's like a driver's ed car. Tommy Lee Jones can take over right, at any right. point. I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't want to hit that mountain. And Nick Cage screams pretty good. He goes, yes, God damn it, I see it. What the hell do you want me to do with it? And it was a good scream. That was a good scream. Yeah, but I think the other ones are probably better. Well, that scream made sense. But right. I prefer when he screams and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Rock him, sock him, robot, cook it, bop it, screw it. Right. Flick it. <laughs> so he gets on probation, I guess, because he can't focus. And he's all bummed out. So he's kind of sitting on this bench. And, and then the chick comes over to him. And he's like, ah, I can't figure out this this bag. I I can't focus. I I can't oh get God, I can't bag. get the monocle down. And she's like, Well, uh, 
you know, my dad had this problem. Let's, uh, let's play Cowboys and Indians real quick. You shoot me. Shoot me like you would if we were to play Cowboys and Indians. With your finger. Yeah. Right, yeah, I guess that's a good distinction because <laughs> they're soldiers. They probably hold have up, guns. Hold yeah. up whichever hand you would use to shoot me with your finger and then close whichever eye you would use to focus right. on me. Right. So for her, it's a way to figure out which eye dominant he is, right? So right. because of your left eye or right eye dominant. But she doesn't say any of that. <laughs> she doesn't say close one eye. She doesn't do what most people do, which is punch a little hole through a piece of paper and say, look through this little hole with one eye. And that determines, like, oh, you automatically went to your left eye or your right eye. So, like, his eye dominance is backwards, and that's why he's struggling so hard. Instead, she goes, shoot me like you would an Indian. Like, how (laughs) horrible is that? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing it this way? So, Nick Cage is, he's like, oh, it's just an eye dominance problem, and he gets so happy. But I don't understand. Why don't they just move the monocle to his other eye? Yeah. Like, you can't just You don't need to relearn how to fly. Right. Or C. Right. Just move the monocles on his right eye, but he's left eye dominant. Then move the fucking monocle to his left eye. Like what may- is the... Am I... Maybe they can't... Maybe they're already made that way. Like, maybe they can't You're telling moved. me that they can't move... They can't... Right. Fashion it on the opposite side of his head? You know, it would really be a good selling point for the Apache helicopters. <laughs> Actually, you know what? They maybe- make lefty scissors. Why can't they make lefty monocles? <laughs> You know what? Maybe it's maybe this is part of the commercial for the Apache helicopter. Like anybody can fly this plane. The only reason you might have a problem flying this plane is your left eye dominant, and it's so easy to fix. (laughs) Just shoot and shoot me like you would an Indian. Yeah, and you've got your problem. Just relearn how to see entirely. It's not that hard. (laughs) That's the only problem. So he gets all. It's like that work hard, not or work smart, not hard. Right. That's right. He's working hard, not smart. Yes, especially because (laughs) you know there's a quick scene where he tells all of this to uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Tommy. He has to like feed Tommy Lee Jones's baby, and he's telling they're going over all this. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's a very quick scene. So the next thing is where they're working harder, not smarter, because they're like, well, we've really got to train your. We've got to train your right eye. So they strap a pair of underwear a red underwear over his head to cover his eyes except for the leg hole is over his right eye and they like put tubing and i guess mirrors inside like a periscope over his right eye a plastic like pvc periscope Mm -hmm. so he's got basically the one eye covered and he's got the plastic periscope and then they put him in the driver's seat of a car and they're like driving around and tommy lee jones is doing his quick talking thing and then he goes make a 90 degree turn right now and then he turns and they you know he's totally fine i feel like that's way more dangerous than just doing this again in, in the helicopter the bag or whatever yeah where he can take over that wasn't a driver's head car no, it was a tank <laughs> they could have easily crashed yeah and he says something after all of this he's like i lost just a little bit of control there but now everything's cool <laughs> yeah, he did say that. So he gets back in the there's like a training montage scene and he gets back in the flight simulator and he's doing better and everything's fine. So then he gets back into the Apache bag and he said this is really weird because like we've said he's he's really doing his Nick Cage voice. But then he says something they're like, How you doing, son? And he's like I think I did piss perfect. Like he's suddenly British. <laughs> Just one line. Just one line. I don't like. Is he making fun of something? Is that? I don't, I, I don't know. He definitely chose that. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so then he passes his test after this training montage, and he runs into his his chick, at, and she's playing basketball. And his chick, like we don't remember her name. No, nah, I don't. Her. She had a boy name, right? Billy. Yeah, Billy. Yeah. So then he's like, "Hey, I passed my test. Do you want to come celebrate with me?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." And we're like, "Oh, so they must be going to get a drink." But no, he like picks her up in his car, and he's and like, "They're nicely dressed." He's like, "Put your suitcase in the trunk." Like they're going away for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie, the whole movie, she's been she's like, "She's rejecting no. him." Yeah, not passion, not not very aggressively, no. but she's still rejecting him. Yeah. And now she's just so willing to go on vacation with him. Absolutely, now. <laughs> and. and we get a, a good look at his hair and, and Hannah made a mention of, of what Nick's hair really is at this time in his life. And she says the volume is on the sides, not on the top. He's yep. got these big poofy sides mm-hmm. and then the top is totally flat. It's triangular almost. <laughs> it is triangular. So then they get in the car and there's this kind of offhand comment of like, oh, I'm glad you got changed. Yeah, it was this was easier to take off or something. And, I don't remember that. Yeah, because <laughs> then they get to wherever they were going in the car, and they're changed. And then they're like, how do you do so well in the Apache helicopter? And he's like, well, I do this. I close both of my eyes, and she closes her eyes. And I put my right arm out and my left arm out, and she does that. And then he leans in. And, like, and, scoops her and, and kisses her. Gives her a big kiss, and she kisses right back. And they're kissing, and then it flashes to them dancing, and they're dancing at a club. And then it flashes to the bedroom. And they're banging. And it's like, Why? why why where is this relationship coming from out of nowhere there's no chemistry no chemistry Ugh. so then they do like a simulated fight after the date or whatever they come back to the airfield and they do a simulated air fight and nick cage does the thing where he uh whenever he curses he screams that word only in the sentence so he's like going up against tommy lee jones in the simulated fight and he goes just so you know i will be kicking your ass today <laughs> So there's that. Then, let's see here. They're in the... After he passes that test, they fly down to uh, South America, and the chick's going with him. Which looks exactly like Arizona. It's basically, like, they it's, didn't even no, make an effort. No. <laughs> it's just... It's still Arizona. They filmed in one location. So they're like, well, you, we're sending you firebirds down to South America and to fight the cartels. And the chick's like, well, I'm going to... And Nick gets super pissed, and he yells, Why is it so hard for you to understand that I just don't want you to get hurt? Really loudly and really absurdly. So they're down in South America, and it's another kind of montage where it's raining, and he's looking out the window, and he's just, like, just thinking about it, and he's talking to Tommy Lee Jones, and they're like, they're getting really close when they're talking, and they're like, <laughs> it was funny, like they have a really real moment together where they're just looking into each other's eyes, and I said, make out. And Hannah said, stroke his dick. <laughs> we said it at the same time. <laughs> so you know where both of our minds are. And then out of nowhere, this was probably one of the best scenes because they're having this really nice moment about like, hey, are you ready for the mission tomorrow? And then bombs just start going off. So the cartels must have known that they were there and they start getting blown up and people are dying and everything's blowing up. And it's actually kind of a cool scene. Like I said, if you're into explosions and helicopters in america in america this movie might be for you even though it's a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes <laughs> and the love interest is absolutely horrible not that the interest is horrible but the love story the romance part of this movie is horrible uh, no one's watching this movie for the romance it, that's true that is true <laughs> so they they all get into their choppers and he's nick cage at one point says you're not to 
And then Tommy Lee Jones's helicopter gets taken down, and the girl goes to save him and make sure he's okay, and Tommy Lee Jones is okay, but the other guy isn't. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, telling her how to make a bazooka out of the parts of the helicopter he's like it's very simple you take the piece that looks like a tin can and then you put that with the piece that looks like a cigar box you lift the lever and you've got a homemade bazooka and again it's like oh my god we get it (laughs) we're not gonna buy a helicopter from you tommy oh man so i forget i wrote this down but Oh, so well, she fires the bazooka and, and blows up a fighter jet. Yeah, so there's two fighter jets and a couple of helicopters, and then the the bad guy. Which yeah. again, I have to keep the remembering Mohawk? that there's a bad guy. Is that what they the call scorpion. Him? Scorpion. Yeah, the scorpion. Same thing. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but so Nick Cage is talking to the guy in his gunner seat, and he's like, "We're gonna get him, Calvin." And the guy's like, "Ah, only my mom calls me Calvin. Everybody else calls me by my last name or whatever." And Nick goes, "I am your mother now, Calvin." Yeah. <laughs> That was a good line. And then, so he he kills the bad guy. He beats the bad guy. He blows him up. He gets the advantage because of the great maneuverability of the Apache helicopter. (laughs) And he goes to check in on Tommy Lee Jones. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, did you kill him? And he goes, yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones puts up the okie dokie sign. (laughs) And then he just gets carted away and everything's fine. And the good guys win. The bad guys lose. And, and the Apache helicopter reigns supreme. And the Apache helicopter reigns supreme. And then the guy, Nick Cage and the girl are about to fly away. And they're like, you drive. No, you drive. Ha, ha, ha. And the movie just ends. <laughs> and that's it. And that's the movie. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some real stinkers. So bad. Some really bad movies. And this movie, like, it had a linear plot. You know, Tommy Lee Jones was as good as could be expected. And Nick he was kind fine. Of, yeah. And I think Tommy Lee Jones kind of elevated everybody else. <laughs> Is that the doorbell? No, my dad might be here. I'll be right back. Okay. Hey, how's it going? Good. <laughs> <laughs> should we announce it or should we just pretend like he's not here? <laughs> yeah. I think we can announce it. <laughs> well, well, everybody welcome our very first guest to the podcast, <laughs> Hannah's dad, Frank Martin. Hey, Frank. <laughs> hey, glad to be here. Hopefully you can hear that on the mics. So we are just wrapping up. We just talked about the plot of uh, Firebirds, a 1990 movie about Apache helicopter pilots. Yeah, it's basically Top Gun for helicopter pilots. It's Top Gun with helicopters. Yeah, (laughs) but much worse. And Nick Cage. And Nick Cage Cage instead of Tom Cruise. I don't like Tom Cruise, but I also don't like Nick Cage. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So the next thing that we like to do is I'll ask you a few questions here. Would you ever watch this movie again? No. Would you ever show this movie to somebody? To a small government who would like to purchase an Apache helicopter because the whole movie is a glorified advertisement. It really is. Okay, so yeah, any small governmental leaders that we know, we'll just show it to yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see here. Let's do some Nick Cage Awards. Best Supporting Actor. Who do, you, who do you got for this? Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. Yeah, I think it makes sense. There's no other... Usually we go with like the dog or... Can we talk about how the villain didn't have a single line? No, not at all. He could have very well just been an extra. He could have, yeah. Because don't you not need? You don't to need to pay them. Pay them if they don't have a line. Yeah. Mm, I think it depends on how much time they're on camera. Yeah. My dad was an extra in a few things back oh. in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it depends on how much time you're on camera. Like in there case are we're... union extras as well as non-union extras, so he could have even been a union extra who just didn't have lines. And in that case, he did his paid scale, so he's on camera for a while. He probably did all right. All right. Well, anyway, it's got to be Tommy Lee Jones, I think, for the best supporter. Yeah, he was good. 
best dressed? Is it the scene with the underwear on his head? Yeah. And the periscope attached yeah. to his face? Periscope yeah, on that his makes face. sense. The worst Nick Cage scene? What do you think was the worst scene in this movie? Some, there was one the... that we looked to each other and we were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it the laundry room? Or... No. There, there was a lot in the beginning that, that was really boring. You know, when he's in the helicopter for the first time. Or no. when he's at Tommy Lee Jones' party. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might have been it. At his 40th birthday. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones turned 40 and they're all like, you old man. You're so old, he Grandpa. He was. The scene that he, the the day after he fights Nicolas Cage in the boxing ring, he is literally the hunchback of Notre Dame. Well, yeah, Notre but he Dame. got knocked out by a 22-year-old man who's <laughs> in true. great shape. So it's like, of course he's feeling it the next day. He, it's like He's showing his age. Yeah. All right. So the, the birthday party will be the worst scene. What do you think was the best scene? Is it the flight simulator the first time? Where he says, rock em, sock em, bop em, cook em, squeeze em, feel em, <laughs> whatever he says. <laughs> I don't know what else there would be. I mean, the last scene's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's not the best Nick Cage scene. It's not scene. cagey. Yeah, yeah. That, that scene. Okay, that scene. the flight simulator. The flight simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a piece of strawberry gum? <laughs> Let's see. The best scream. Is it also that? <sighs> I liked I Am the Greatest as well. Oh, I Am the Greatest. I Am the Seven Greatest. Seven times. I Am the Greatest. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then I, I, think, I think I'll agree with that. I think I Am the Greatest yeah. is, is good. And then the most nouveau shamanic moment. Nouveau shamanic being Nick Cage's own acting style that he might write a book about one day. What does it mean? We don't really know. New shaman-esque? Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. What do you think? Is it the gum thing? Is it the relationship with the girl? Is it I'm your mother now, Calvin? (laughs) (laughs) It could be him just having a British accent for one line. Oh, you have a line where he had a British... It's piss perfect. I'm piss perfect. Is it? Ain't it? Ain't it? Right. He's well fit. <laughs> He's right fit. We've been watching a lot of British trashy TV shows lately. So where are we ranking this movie? I think we already talked about this. Not on, on the podcast, but uh, in Somewhere real Somewhere in the life. middle, I think. In the middle? Uh, I thought like it was going to be closer to the bottom. the bottom. Yeah. So let me see the rankings so far. So the bottom that we've got right now goes Time to Kill at the bottom. Definitely better than that. The Boy in Blue. Definitely better than that one. Wild at Heart. You think it's better than that? I think the plot makes more sense than Wild at Heart. Yeah. Remember... But I yeah. liked Nick Cage's performance better Yeah, but Wild at you Heart. remember the mom in Wild at Heart? <laughs> yeah. That She really dragged that movie down. So we're not going to give it... I, I, I would say it would go above that one. Right above Wild at Heart. But below Rumblefish? Yeah. You think it was yeah. worse than Rumblefish? Yeah. We hated Rumblefish, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I'm all right with putting that there. I, I know it's somewhere in that area. I personally probably would have put it... Oof. What was above Rumblefish? Never on Tuesday. <laughs> no. It's not better than Never on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, wow, really? Okay. <laughs> I loved Never on Tuesday. <laughs> God, that movie was trash. But so was this. Yeah. So, all right. Let's yeah. put it under Rumblefish. This was, I mean, yeah. It it was exactly what it was advertised as. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Which was an advertisement. It was advertised as an advertisement. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. All right, so that's the rankings. Next week, what are we talking next week? Do you have the Oh, movie? it's the uh, the <sighs> symphony number Indus- seven. Yeah, <laughs> industrial symphony number something, tale of the brokenhearted or something like know. that. It's a, it's a made-for-TV movie. I don't know if we'll be able to find it. I'm sure He's we back will. with Laura Dern. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's so. the... Heartbroken, and he is the heartbreaker. That's oh their character names. Oh my god, this is gonna be so weird. But yeah. hopefully, if it's if a made we for- find it, yeah. 
Hopefully, if it's a made-for-TV movie, it'll be a little short. Like, short. Yeah. <laughs> this this movie, this movie was, was short. short. It was an hour twenty-six. Something like that. Yeah. Perfect. Perfectly. Perfect length. Yeah, absolutely. For me. All right. I think that's everything. <laughs> yeah. So now you know why the Nick Cage bird sings. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Thanks, Frank, for stopping by. Yeah. <laughs>